0: Good morning, good morning, good morning. It is May 3rd, Monday morning. What an amazing reminder today about where we are able to find the abundant life and what it is like have a couple thoughts here and uh, wanted to share them and then I'll leave you alone. I have some really cool uh, guests coming on this week. Lord willing, we can get it right. I did uh, did an episode two weeks ago with a really good friend of mine from college and uh, the audio we had some major issues with. So I think we've gotten that all tweaked out. And then uh, Pastor Keith of Trinity Bible Church is going to be joining me on Thursday as well for a good discussion there. And hopefully we'll be getting back into a good season and a good rhythm um, just of, of continuing on with our, with our discussions. I know many of you are blessed by that time. So, Hey, Isaiah 55, an invitation to abundant life. And, um, you know, there's so many similarities to some of my favorite passages in the new Testament as well. You know, Isaiah 55, three, uh, I'm sorry, Isaiah 55, six seeks, the seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Reminds me of our Hebrew passage. um, While you hear the voice of the Lord, do not harden your heart. There's that uh, consistent reminder of, hey, if you're at all um, aroused in your soul by reading the description of the abundance of life that is available by passages like this, do not harden your heart, but instead turn to the Lord, seek his face, especially as our passage, excuse me, is directing us and reminding us of where this abundant life is truly found. And I love just even the beginning of this, everyone who thirsts come to the waters, And you who have no money, come buy and eat. Yes, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend money for what is not bread and your wages for what does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and let your soul delight itself in abundance. Incline your ear and come to me here and your soul shall live And I will make an everlasting covenant with you, the sure mercies of David, and your wages for what does not satisfy. You know, how many times do we find a temporary quick satisfaction or fulfillment in the everyday aspects of life? And we all have those things, right? There There are points in time where we go from one to the next, to the next, to the next. And they can be uh, as simple as the little enjoyments that we have in partaking of things of this life. And then they become idols to uh, big stuff where uh, we are completely enslaved to the things of this world. Uh, somebody in church on Sunday reminded me of something that James Dobson used to say, um, who I and I don't even know much about James Dobson, but I think the statement that is true, um, they said that the stuff you own will soon own you. And, you know, it is, uh, man, it is it is so true on either side that if you're poor, you can love money, and if you're rich, you can love money. <laughs> we have we tend to have this have this idea that whatever side you fall on that if you if you don't have an abundance of um finances or an abundance of things in this world, you can crave it so much in thinking that that is what will satisfy you and yet be missing the true satisfaction of life right in front of you and on the reverse side, you can have so much in the world that many people who are very 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 well off and yet still never be satisfied because ultimately the satisfaction that is desired that we are seeking is the lord it's that god shaped hole that we have in our souls which i would beg to differ is not just a little hole that it is our entire being that he created us in his image and in his likeness for himself it's the answer, answer to the to the most fundamental most basic question of the existence of life is what is the purpose of man, and that is simply to know God and enjoy him forever. And what is that enjoyment? It's fulfillment. It's satisfaction. And I just love these amazing reminders that even um, when you think about who Isaiah is crying to, it is a nation who in their own right um, has many ups and is doing well and even if that that wealth is not kind of spread at all it sort of is spread because of the way that the kingdoms were run and um, even in times of transition uh, they were they were well until fully taken into captivity but as removed and as set apart as God's people finding satisfaction in everything but God and then his prophets come along and are just crying out. You're missing it. You're craving and longing for more and more and more, and it will never satisfy you because the more that you're craving is not the God who created you to be satisfied by and through and in. My thoughts are not your thoughts, nor your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. As the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. So here's my challenge to you today. For you shall go out with joy and be led out with peace. The mountains and the hills will break forth into singing before you, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up the cypress tree. Instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree. And it shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign. That shall not be cut off. I want to encourage you this morning, today, that as the day in front of you approaches, that you would number one pray that the Lord would show you something in your day. Whether it's a habitual habit, something that you have gotten into the normal routine of that brings you some place of steadfastness, that of course we can say that they're of the Lord, but they're they're not necessarily the Lord. I would encourage you to fast from that thing that you might hunger for and look to God. So remember, fasting we, we've been if you if you're in the Allenwood church, we've talked about this danger of the spiritual disciplines just leading to legalism and not fulfillment of abundant life that the disciplines, things like fasting and things like tithing and things like prayer and things like quiet time, ought always to be bringing us into the presence of God. When it it becomes something that we're doing to earn our way or we're just kind of trying to get to something other than him, um, it becomes uh, another binding. And Jesus came to set us free from the law. And so living in the freedom that he set us free in, utilizing things like fasting, not just to fast and like be, be you know, completely uh, denied of that one thing, but for the desire and the want to be filled with another more so, right? So I'm not sure what it is for you. I always use the silly example of like, of coffee or um, you know, the, the morning routine of, you know, getting up and checking something on your phone. Um, whatever those habits are that we kind of settle into, maybe it's even at the end of the night, right? I know sometimes, um, you know, even my, even my wife and I do this on a consistent basis. I just need to shut my mind off. And how do we do that? We either sit in front of the TV or we, you know, whatever. And again, are those things wrong? No, I don't think so. Is there a better thing? Absolutely, according to Isaiah 55. And so I would encourage you today to find and pick one of those things and fast from it with the desire and the want to be filled by the abundance that is promised here when turning to God. And I love the end of this because it's the kind of abundance that changes your perspective on life. You know what it's like to be in a season of weather where it's just dreary and dark and rainy and then one morning you wake up, the sun is risen, the birds are chirping, the weather is just like totally opposite There's the warmth of the sunrise. There's a little breeze that comes in. I mean, we're over here in New Jersey, so I understand maybe maybe you're listening and you don't get the kinds of seasonal changes that we do. But there's something about, you know, that kind of that new day where we don't realize how much we're just not seeing the things that really are always there. But it's like it takes that drastic change. And maybe the Word did that for you this morning. Like for me, maybe that... Th- this this chapter fifty five is like oh yeah, why why aren't I listening to the birds like I was a month ago? What happened? Have I gotten so just caught up into the daily grind of life that I'm missing the singing of the mountains? You know. <laughs> You will go out with joy and be led out with peace. The mountains and the hills will break forth into singing before you and the trees of the field shall clap their hands because all of these things praise the Lord by the beauty from which they regain or, or they gained their beauty from in the original creation of them from God himself. And so they are a a, a bound... Full reflection of the image of God, right? No one has an excuse because even creation cries out to the glory and the testimony of God. Now, we as his creation with wills, if we're willing to see, we then are able to be a reflection as well. And so there's a part of this acknowledgement, there's a part of this turning to him, this buying and selling, but without money, just literally turning to him and purchasing with our attention, abundance of life. And so, I don't know, I'll leave you with that one. I I, uh, I love Isaiah 55 and uh, there are reflections of this. Uh, prophecy, this verse, this crying out that Isaiah the prophet is doing to Israel, remember during the periods of times that we already read, but that I think also are reflective of many of the things that Jesus comes into um, what sin has done (laughs) into this world and doesn't immediately engage it or immediately change it, but in the same way and in the same breath, he does. He completely does because he makes a way for this to be able to happen and to be true um, on a day-to-day for us. And so today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. Today, will you acknowledge that it is a new day where his abundance of mercy and grace and goodness are overflowing? The question is, will you see it? Will you be satisfied with it? Will you find enough value in it to trade the temporary easy satisfactions with the things of the world that we settle into for an invisible, faith-filled, and yet fully, completely true and real abundance and filling and satisfying? Because that, my friends, is the desire deep down within our hearts. I need you to hear that. What you really want, what you're really craving, what you really desire in your redeemed soul is God. And that is where you will find satisfaction. And so today, enter in with boldness to the throne room of God, the holiest of holies. The veil was torn for us to come boldly before him and listen to the mountains and the hills breaking forth into singing and the trees of the field clapping their hands I'll leave you there. God bless you. Lord willing, you'll be able to tune in uh, in the coming couple of days here. Pastor Mike was going to join me this week, but he's taking off this week to get a little bit of a break. So he promised me, he promised me he'll be here next week. Um, So keep on the lookout. Uh, I know that it's been a little while and we're just kind of settling in. I can't wait to uh, share a little bit of updates with our story and where we are and the things that I'm learning and growing through in the process. Um, we, we are all able to be very blessed and to learn much from one another. So, uh, just keep hanging tight for me. Keep staying in the word. Keep staying consistent. Can you believe we're at 122 days of this being in? I'm sorry, 123 days into this, uh, Bible reading plan. And, um, you got through some of the hard stuff, right? I mean, the rest of these, uh, At least we're a little bit more uh, awakened here, (laughs) if you will. Got through a lot of those genealogies, and there are more genealogies coming up. They're going to be there, but for the most part, uh, they're a little bit more spread out than they were in that that deep pocket a couple of weeks ago. I wanted to remind you, so in our Bible reading plan, just before I leave here, um, Psalm 119, I think, is one of the largest psalms in the book of Psalms, and so instead of breaking it up the way that our Bible reading plan does— I just recorded the entire thing once, and I've been um, re-posting that same 119 reading. I hope that you're utilizing that to just kind of listen to it. That's maybe sort of the thing that you listen to in the background, um, that of that repetition, you might hear something new each and every day out of it. I thought it was a good opportunity to do that. Uh, We'll just be about finished up uh, tomorrow, actually, is our last day in Psalm 119, and then uh, we'll, we'll keep following through with Psalm 120 and whatnot. So uh, Lord willing, you will be blessed today that uh, you will see him in abundance, that your soul would be filled and satisfied. I love you. Thank you for joining me on this journey. Um, keep your eyes up looking to him and your feet firmly planted on him as your rock, your redeemer, your savior, your steadfastness. God bless you.